Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The home of Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Football Sunday is brought to you by New England Recovery Center in Westboro and by Kubota Tractor and the New England Kubota Tractor Dealers. Time now for WEI Football Sunday with Andy Gresh, Christian Arcane, and Mike Cadlick. Now, WEI Football Sunday. Oh boy, the sleuths are out after the report earlier today from Ian Rappaport of NFL Network on their game day morning show about Bill Belichick, his contract. I know uh, Tom Curran was uh, all over this, and uh, I know Tommy tweeted about 15 minutes ago that he has more context to add uh, during the... uh, during NBC Sports Boston sort of pregame, so hopefully, well, thanks, Tommy. That'll That's get out great. There. Couldn't add that context with us, could you? Well, you no. To... I think the reason he had to hang up on us was because of the. Uh, I think the reason he hung up on us was because to go get that uh, context. He got the call. Yeah. Um, Should have just patched it through. Could have had a nice conference call on the air. Uh, let's see here. Da-da-da-da. Phil Perry tweeted. Uh, his understanding is that there are three people familiar with the uh, details of the Belichick deals. Belichick, Robert, and Jonathan. Hard to come up with many reasons why the Crafts would want this out. Yeah, Tom said that to us, and I agree. I mean, there's no there's no way or reason that the Crafts would want uh, everybody to know this right now today. None. Uh, if they were off to a great start and they were, you know, 5-1, and one, then yeah, sure, tout it and tell everybody. But right now it seems like something that the Belichick camp would prefer to have out. Well, I think there was a little bit of the Breer had the report of the, hey, there have been discussions and then you get this of the, hey, here's my contract. Yeah. So uh, here's what it sounded like on NFL Network earlier today. Ian Rappaport dropped this Sunday morning bomb about Bill Belichick. Hear it for yourself. Rich, with the Patriots struggling as they really never have, Bill Belichick's job security has somehow been a topic in New England. As you just heard, would Robert Kraft make a move midseason? Would he make a move at all? Now, my understanding is we'll be not inclined to make a move midseason, but allow me to add some news. Sources say Bill Belichick, during the offseason, quietly agreed to terms on a lucrative multi-year new contract. His contract, one of the most closely held secrets in New England. That said, I think it's fair to say there was some, at least, uncertainty or intrigue surrounding him. Now, contractually, he is locked up long-term. And Rich, at least, we're going to have the discussion. This at least adds some context with the Patriots. 
committing to the greatest coach in history long term. Now, I know the current didn't exactly jump on the back of that and say, yeah, he was parsing through right. some of the way that Rap Sheet positioned that. So I don't know where all of that lands, but it's very evident that uh, you know, if this is wrong, it will be very easy for someone to be able to refute it. Yes, definitely. And Tom did say to us that he's very, very confident that if this report is uh, you know, all the way right and everything, that it's not going to be more than two years. And that means two years from the end of last year. So this year and next year. Uh, and he was saying 2024, technically it would be to 2025 you know, at the end of uh, next season. But that's what he's saying is probably the, the max in terms of, all right, this is as far as this is going to go. They couldn't have possibly extended him beyond that. And I kind of get that from a just an age perspective. I mean, we're talking about a 75-year-old coach now uh, at the end of the two years. So I'm here now, well, I guess 74, but still, you know, close enough. And that, to me, is uh, is a very odd investment, you know. Even it's Bill Belichick, but you're talking about a, an old dog, and we're not talking about any new tricks here either. Well, the thing with Bill Belichick is it's how Robert Kraft views him. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Does Robert Kraft look at Bill Belichick as an executive first and the football coach second or the football coach first and then the executive second? And I, because I think that changes the purview through the mind of the owner joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline. And he is proudly presented by VA New England Healthcare. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state-of-the-art healthcare benefits to those who served our country. Call 844-VA-CARES. Learn more about the benefits you earned and deserved. Call 844-VA-CARES to 22 year veteran in the nfl no now i'm being silly 13 year <laughs> veteran christian foyer hello foyer oh yay <laughs> good morning boys are we in a how about this fall weather huh i tell you what man, it's football weather <laughs> up there today oh it's football weather you know one of the real questions about the game today is what is the wind like down there at gillette stadium will it end up being a factor because uh and i don't want to deflect from the belichick thing but this is the first time we've had wind be a real factor at the newly reconfigured Gillette Stadium. As you would say, Fourier, big deal or no big deal? Uh, it's a big deal, boys. And uh, I was just up there, and it is interesting. You know, Gresh, we were talking about this early in the week, and the wind does, and people may think this is nuts, but it's true because CBS just set us up in one of the wind tunnels directly in the path of the wind, right? This big tunnel, like we're right smack in the middle of it, and it comes in for all different angles. And I was watching the punters and the kickers, and the ball was taking some funky turns. And I think there is some getting used to how this stadium stadium handles wind. Not so much rain, right, but the wind and how it comes and how it affects the the, the way the ball and, and, and the different times of day and this and all those other variables, which I think do kind of – make a big, you know, important impact on a game because this, the margin of error is so thin as it is anyways for this team. God forbid they don't, you know, put their, lick their finger, put their finger up in the air and go, oh, crap, I, I misjudged the way the wind was blowing because I personally don't think they know. All right. It's going to be a trial by error. Fourier, what was your reaction when you heard Rapp, uh, Rappaport's uh, report today about Bill and this extension? What was the, uh, what was the initial gut reaction to that? Two things. One... It was planted for an obvious reason to kind of quiet everybody down because all everybody's been talking about is Bill, 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 forget about the team. When are they going to fire him? Should they fire him? How should they fire him? 
so I think that's one aspect. Hey, let me throw this out there and, and shut everybody up because I ain't going anywhere. And whether that was Kraft's camp or whether that was Bill's camp, I don't know. The, the fact is I think they wanted to shut that, that narrative down. The other aspect, the, the cynic in me says it, they're all, it's all BS. You're going to feed Ian Rappaport some information. You're going to try and control the narrative. And whether it's a big deal or not remains to be seen because if you're talking about lucrative extension, listen, they're billionaires. That lucrative, it does, that doesn't exist for them. Like they, if, they, <laughs> if things still go crappy, it doesn't mean that because they signed this lucrative contract that he's going to stay. So I lean towards let's just shut it all down, stop talking to him about his contract, or start talking about the contract because it's a non-starter for the crafts. So that's where I sit. Fourier, as a former NFLer, would this affect your opinion one way or another if you were a 2023 New England Patriot in that locker room and hearing this news? You know what? Uh, Dennis Erickson was fired on my watch and, and then replaced by Mike Holmgren. And I remember, uh, I remember the whole season was, uh, you know, sh- uh, prove it or shut up type of thing, right? It was, you know, you've had three years. It's now or never, and then we slowly kind of realized that hey, it wasn't. It was going to be never, because we just couldn't win for him, and it sucked that we knew everybody was going to be gone. But we didn't try any harder because we were always kind of trying. But it it just meant, meant it, for some uncomfortable team meetings. You know, hey, you're stuck on the air, on the elevator alone with one of the coaches, and like you've lost four games in a row, and. You know, every news headline is talking about the staff being fired or rumors that Holmgren is going to come in. And it just, hey, so what are you doing? You know, nothing. You know, it's like it's just an awkward situation. But um, but I don't think it's going to affect any of those guys at all, to be honest with you. For you, I asked uh, Tommy this. I'll ask you, too. What is the craft's motivation, assuming this uh, report's on the up and up? What's the craft's motivation to do this? I think, like I said before, just to, to quiet the narrative, to shut it all down. No, no, no. To, what was the – to give him the extension in the first place, I guess, last off season? I mean, that's a good point, too, because it's like – I mean, I remember being on with Gresh, and there was this letter to the season ticket holders, and there was this it, – it wasn't like, why would you give him a lucrative extension when he was already sitting on eggshells and you were almost threatening him – before this lucrative extension. So that's why I think it's all BS. I don't know if I necessarily believe any of it because of just the way they were posturing during the draft, free agency, the entire offseason, we need a playoff game, all that stuff. None of it really makes sense to me. That's why I think it's like more of like Patriot propaganda. That's what it feels like to me because it doesn't necessarily add up. And when it doesn't add up, I sit there and I just question all of it. Okay, let me throw a question your way. So you say Patriots propaganda. Do you think this was kind of leaked by the organization, or was this somebody on the Belichick end considering there had been the Albert Breer report of, hey, the Crafts have discussed what it could look like about firing Bill? I think all of the above. And I know that's not the Glenn Ordway way of doing radio, like where he just sits on the fence. I feel like – all those are viable options, and they all make sense. I can see. And do we believe that, like Kraft and Bill are like in lockstep, lockstep as far as the narrative? I mean, do we believe that this is like a whole? Hey, how do we handle this? Okay, I know what we should do. You don't say anything, Bill, and we'll we'll leak us we'll leak this. 
I think they're separate and individuals when it comes to handling noise. And I don't think they, they were they were together. To, so, And it's not like Bill doesn't hear everything. Like, he hears everything. So I just I, – I feel like it's all on the table because it's just – it's so – oh, look at us. Look at this this Ian Rappaport Sunday morning. Hey, guys, stop talking about Bill. Uh, NFL Network shows, stop talking about Bill. He ain't going anywhere. The crafts believe in him. They love him. They – and they showed their love and respect for him by giving him a lucrative extension in the middle of anarchy and chaos. Ah, I don't know, guys. Smells something fishy. Does smell a little fishy. I agree with you there, Fourier. Um, there's a game today uh, with the Buffalo Bills, a team that they've had a lot of trouble with. How ugly could it potentially get today for you? Guys, I got good news. Oh? I got great news. I got I got unbelievable news. I think everyone's going to be happy about this. Foyer's been on I'm this all calling, week. I'm calling. Well, Gresh, I've kind of tinkered with it a little bit. I'm calling for a win. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. But a moral victory win. Oh. It's going to be moral <laughs> victory Monday. Where they lose, but they really feel like they win because they tried really hard and they almost won. Hey, everybody, let's clap it up for the Fueling Patriots. Good job. Good job. They're not winning this game. I I, I can't do it. But I, will they I cover? To They're going to cover, go. though, for you. What's the line now? Eight Is and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah. Uh, yes, they cover. Because right. that's how you get a moral victory Monday. <laughs> right. You get a moral victory Monday <laughs> by, by almost proving people wrong. You don't prove them wrong. You almost prove them wrong. <laughs> You you kind of make them think about changing their perception of you, but you really don't do it. But it's close, so you feel good about yourself. Yeah, good job. Good job. Uh, what do you make of Malik Cunningham being inactive this week? Wow. I tell you what, it's up, it's down, it's backwards, it's forwards. I think, like, you know, I, it's like one of those things where let's just try it out. Let's see how it works. And I would say from the coach's uh, point of view, it didn't work. It was too obvious to the defense. It was too predictable. And he's not skilled or good enough uh, or experienced enough to handle a full game on his own if things broke down, if Mac Jones had to be, had to be, uh, had to be replaced. Like, it isn't. He's a gimmick guy right now at best. People want to force him in there and think like he's a, a viable alternative. He isn't. He's just not ready. So – you make him do some athletic things with the ball. You kind of eye candy up the offense, and you get a you know a wildcat touchdown by Ezekiel Elliott. All right, good. Now you've used it up. So now you can't go back to it because they studied it, and they're not even afraid of it. It happened once. It won't happen again. All right. So, there goes. That's it, boy. There you go. So uh, there goes uh, Christian Fourier. Thanks, Fourier. Fourier and I, by the way, will be at Gillette tomorrow, and it's locked in because – uh, we have like a special little event going on down there, Ooh. and we will be joined by not one, not two, but three Patriot players tomorrow who all have to deflect questions about <laughs> Bill Belichick's contract. So it will be yeah, uh, very. That'll be it. I'll tell you what, though, it sure made the uh, uh, it sure made the uh, Greg Hill show interview with uh, Bill Belichick that much more interesting tomorrow morning. Curtis has already got his question. Well, oh, he's got it scripted out, written out too, because he's got to say it perfect, Grash. He's got to say it perfect, thus you know, you know, unless he stutter or make it a minute long like Wiggy. That is that is true, <laughs> and we don't have Courtney ask it, that it, question. It, it, 
Yeah, and wish Courtney a happy birthday. It's Courtney's birthday today. Oh, is it really? I don't want her to have anxiety. I don't want her to have any more anxiety yeah. tomorrow talking to Bill than normal. So we got to make sure that we give her yeah. the uh, happy birthday, love. Yeah, that's exactly what we need to do. Make her feel really good and self, like really have a high self worth, and then she'll be she'll have a great day tomorrow. There you go. Good stuff. All right, Foyer. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, Gillette, okay, we'll and you see uh, Foyer tonight on TV as well at uh, WBZ Channel Four. And uh, happy birthday, Courtney. Look at that. We'll pump her, uh, pump her up because that uh, Belichick interview tomorrow could be very, very interesting. I wonder how Bill goes about deflecting answering the contract question. I know. Maybe he'll just run in and throw money in the air. That would be that'd be something. <laughs> he like slides a hundred dollar bill across the table to like he's at the glass and just says just, you know, hey. and just says, "Hey, don't worry about it." And he'll be like, "All right, let's talk about D line and go from there." Uh, we will start to get to the games of Week Seven in the NFL. It is not a stellar group of games today. We will get to, through them nonetheless. Here is Stiz ready to trend on WEEI Football You're Sunday. Home of the socks ah, ah. now. Here's what's trending on WEEI. I slid that one in there, Stiz. That is the second time I have stepped on grass. Way good. I apologize. Way good, friend. I didn't know you were even doing this show. I heard differently, (laughs) so. The Patriots will host the Bills today at Gillette Stadium. Kickoff in just under an hour at 1 o'clock. The Patriots inactives have come out. Quarterback Malik Cunningham, Kayshawn Booty, Juju Smith-Schuster, Calvin Anderson, Josh Uche, and Keon White. Bailey Zappi will be your backup quarterback and Will Greer, your emergency third quarterback. Pop Douglas and Cole Strange will be back out there for the Patriots. It's not all bad news, though. The Bruins 4-0 after beating the Kings 4-2 last night in Los Angeles. Jake DeBrus didn't play after being late for a team meeting per Coach Montgomery. Brad Marchand had two goals, one assist. This is the eighth time in Bruins history they've won four or more games to start a season. The Bruins' longest such winning streak is six games in the 1937-38 season. The Phillies beat the Diamondbacks last night 6-1. Philly up on that series 3-2. And the Rangers look to tie up their series against the Astros tonight. They're down 3-2. They'll be in Houston tonight for Game 6. First pitch at 8.05. And the New England Revolution beat Philadelphia 2-1 last night at Gillette Stadium. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More WEI Football Sunday coming up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We're back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. Week seven, good Lord. We're almost at the halfway point of this season. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. Like, we wait for it forever, and then all of a sudden, uh, what, next weekend, people are going to be trick-or-treating or or whatever. What a nightmare. Oh, God. Halloween? The worst. Just the worst. How dare you? I know. I know. I'm the one that doesn't like it. I'm lucky. I got nobody that comes up my street. Really? Oh, yeah. No, we don't have to worry about that. There's no... uh, like, uh, you know, no light left on, none of that stuff. I don't have to worry about it. Honestly, I've lived at the same place for 14 years, and we've never gotten a knock on the door. It doesn't the, sound so bad then. It sounds like just like any other night. No, it is. <laughs> well, we, we live near a very busy road where a lot of people will kind of go out and do their whatnot, and, or they're uh, going to, you know, Halloween parties or whatever. I don't know. You I think if your house teepeed or something? I think if you're, oh, God, no. No. No, no, flaming no. poo bag, nothing like no, that. No, 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 nothing like that. A, I got the ring doorbell, and, and I would be, uh, I would be uh, chasing somebody down the road. <laughs> you bet your ass on that. No, but I don't know. I think if you're 12 and under, it's okay. Once you get to like adulthood, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to a Halloween party where a bunch of 40 year olds are dressing up. It's like, what are we doing, really? Like you're that hard up for fun in life that you dress like a ghoul or a goblin or i don't know tom brady or something like I that i have a one-year-old at home and yes gresh i am that hard off for uh, yeah but that's different <laughs> sort of entertainment but of my that life, is yeah. i was gonna say a that is a little different but your entertainment would be dressing up your little one and taking them out true for me though these days like going down to the basement to get the laundry out of the machine is like See, a big break in my day. <laughs> I uh, so you know? I uh, my uh, second. I walk down those stairs. I'm like, ah. <laughs> my second marriage. I ended up uh, meeting someone who had kids. Right. I'm not a kid person. I do not feel bad for people that decided, hey, I'm going to produce a child, <laughs> true, yeah. and then turn around and complain of, hey, I love this kid, but by God, I can't get 15 minutes to fondle for crying out loud. You know, like, I can't even get 15 minutes to go make myself smile, treat myself like an amusement park. It's true. It's true. And but I did. I did make you that did call do it on yourself. My own. I yeah. did make that call on my own. But it does. I mean, it does run a uh, rough shot on your social life. I'll oh, there is no there is uh, <laughs> no question. God forbid you end up with two. Mm. Forget about it. I know that would be uh, brutal. All right. Enough uh, Halloween maybe, maybe happening soon. Here. Dude, we are tapping. We are we are tap dancing because some of these games today, I don't know whether we start with the good ones or the bad ones. Uh, here's well, there's a, only like two good ones, so let's well, start with the bad ones. Yeah, I guess. I guess we go to the bad ones, and let's go right to the 3-3 three and three Raiders at the 1-5 and five Bears. No Justin Fields for the Bears. No uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for the Raiders. So, under? 
Yeah, I'd say the under. It's already a very low over-under. It's 38-and-a-half. Um, I'd, I'd uh, think about going under that. I also kind of like the Bears in this game just because really? every team that plays the Patriots ends up getting their ass kicked the next week. Even if they win, no matter what happened to the Saints, it just feel like it happens a lot. It didn't happen to the Eagles, but um, they uh, haven't been as great this year either. So I have a feeling the Raiders with uh, Brian Hoyer, who's already been announced as a starter, wow. are going to have a, a tougher time with the Bears defense than they did with the Patriots. And I don't know. I just I have a feel that home dogs, uh, Chicago is home dogs. Even with the backup, I just I don't know. I kind of like them in this one. I uh, I wonder why the young kid isn't playing more for the Raiders and that they're going with uh, Hoyer in this instance. And the only reason I say that is because Devontae Adams, who's been pretty open about what's going on, said yeah. that he liked that young kid. Uh, so we'll see. It is a, a spot where the Raiders should be able to get a win. Uh, and if the Bears keep losing, there's going to be questions as to maybe where they're going because as of right now, they have the number one and the number two picks in the draft. So they could do a reset if they want to. Raiders, Bears, that's a one o'clock. Also, I don't know. One- you want Caleb Williams anymore? Uh, well, here's the thing. I'm not convinced Caleb Williams is coming out. Yeah. Somebody is going to pay him a butt ton of money to maybe stay at USC. So I think that could end up uh, getting a little, uh, a little wonky. Mm -hmm. The Browns are at the Colts. Deshaun Watson up for the Browns. You've got, uh, Garner Minshew, who will be the starting quarterback for the Colts. Colts are in the alternate uniforms. If, If you're the Browns. And my nuts are can to think that if you're the Browns and you think you're a playoff team and you have this great quarterback that you alleged great quarterback that you flip three first round picks for, this is a game you should be winning, right? Yeah, it is. And also considering the Cleveland's defense is special this year, I think that's fair to say. They're I mean, good. They, they barely give up any yards. They barely give up any points. They suffocate good teams like the Niners last week. I'm I'm kind of scared about what they're going to do to the Colts. This is another game I think you want to maybe hammer that under. Uh, it's another low one, 39 and a half. But, yeah, I like Cleveland in this one just because I feel like their defense is going to make Gardner Minshew's life so miserable. And no one can run on them, not even Jonathan Taylor fresh off his injury. So I'd go with Cleveland. In this one too. Browns the next two weeks are at Seattle and then against Arizona. Then they get a dose of Baltimore and Pittsburgh before Thanksgiving. So a little opportunity here for the uh, Browns to maybe grab a, a couple of wins and give themselves some cushion. Uh, also, one o'clock, we have the Commanders at the Giants. Uh, and, of course, you know, it feels like everybody's got a hurt starting quarterback. Right. Uh, Daniel Jones is not going to play this week for the Giants. Uh, the Commanders are 3-3. Three and three. But boy, they don't look like a three and three team. Then no. again, maybe they are the three and three team in the NFL, and it's just more reflective of the way the league is through six weeks. That could be. And they did start off the year with a couple of uh, real cream puffs with uh, the Cardinals and the Broncos, who they got wins over. Then yep. they got promptly smoked by the Bills and the Eagles. Although they didn't get actually, they didn't get smoked by the Eagles. That was a close game. Uh, they lost, but they were they were in that game to the end. They uh, scored a win over Atlanta last week. They should be good to beat the Giants here. I don't really have any big reason to pick against them except for the fact that the Giants are going to have Taylor going again. And I thought that offense looked, I don't know, better with Taylor than it did with Danny Dimes, uh, to be sure. Even though they couldn't get in the end zone, they at least kicked some field goals. Like, you know, yep. it was running. They were getting there. They had a chance at the end of the game. You know, they, they had a couple of uh, of uh, Hail Marys, I think, that Taylor threw. And he's not great or anything, but I could see him at home 
getting within three. I'd go. I'd maybe lean Giants here. Yeah, he's functional. Yeah. That's the thing. And offensively, the Giants aren't great. Their O line is still beat up, and mm-hmm. and the Commanders in Sam Howell they have another one of those guys who is capable of throwing three touchdowns and no picks, and no touchdowns and three picks. It's it feels like it's a a real extreme when it comes to a guy like Sam Howell, the starting quarter quarterback in Washington. We got the Bucks at three and two, welcoming in the Falcons at three and three. I guess this is the best that the NFC South can produce. Yeah, it really is. Um, the Saints, I think, are you know the, on the fringe of this, and these two teams aren't great either. And then there's the Panthers, who are just you know dog crap this year. Um, I hate this game. I hate that these two teams are playing each other, and that you have to pick one or the other. Tampa's a three point favorite. Another very low over under here with thirty seven. Same as that last game we just mentioned, Giants and Commanders. All these games. Tiny over-unders, which should give you an idea of the kind of quality of football we're going to see this week. Her quarterbacks <laughs> really lead to low totals. That, too. Um, these two quarterbacks are both playing, though. you got uh, Ritter and um, uh, Baker Mayfield both yep. going. So I'd, I'd lean Tampa there. I think that they're uh, slightly better, but I don't know. I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole unless I had you. to. I'm with you. Unless yeah. uh, forced to, there's no way. I, I, I got no read on really either one of these teams right now. Uh, but if the Bucks get a win, they're 4-2. Uh, they're and in some ways would be uh, in control of the division. Mm -hmm. The best of the 1 o'clock games in Baltimore. Who would have thunk that the Detroit Lions coming into town would be a big game for the Ravens? Ravens are sitting there at 4-2. Lions at 5-1. Who's got more riding on this game? I would say that the Lions have more riding on this game because the Lions have been playing some pretty weak teams lately. They got wins over the Falcons, Packers, and Panthers. Uh, they beat the Tampa Bay Bucks last week. None of those teams real powerhouses by any means, and they got a real test here with the Ravens. So I think this is an important game for them too. Not to totally uh, you know hand wave that away because they've had some struggles this year. They lost to the Colts. Uh, they had that awful game with the Steelers. Uh, I think this is a get right game for them, even though they did win last week. I think this is the type of game where you sort of established with everybody hey we're not some Jekyll and Hyde win one week lose one week we can string some wins together and that's important for them to be able to do too because in their division you know Pittsburgh and Cleveland are right behind them like right on their heels and that's technically right now the best division in football they don't have a team that's under 500 in that whole division Cincinnati's three and three Mm -hmm. in fourth place there so it's important for Baltimore but I think you know, Baltimore will probably be there at the end. Detroit needs to keep this momentum going right now because just historically, it's Detroit. Like, they need every break to go their way. Who would have thought that Detroit at 5-1 and one would be leading their division by such a big margin? Mm. Their only loss this year has been to uh, Seattle. Uh, they do have a win in the uh, division as they did beat Green Bay, did Detroit. So they still have two more games with Chicago Denver is on the schedule for them. They've got both games against Minnesota. So I think in looking at it from the Detroit end, if you want to be in it for the number one seed, uh, because now Philadelphia and San Francisco are five and one, if you want to be in it for the number one seed, you got to win these kinds of games to be able to prove that you're worthy of it. So yeah, that's where I put the, the, the lions on the radar this week. We get to the four Oh five games. The 3-2 and two Steelers are at the 3-3 three and three Rams. 
Do you have a handle on either one of these teams right now? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't feel great about the Steelers ever. I know that they did just beat the Ravens, but it was a low-scoring game, and I feel like you can't get away with that against a high-powered offense like the Rams. I'm all over the Rams in this game. Uh, I know they're three-point favorites. The over-under here is 44, so they're expecting more points. If this game's going to be a shootout, I think the Rams are going to be uh, easy winners here. I could see even a two-score win for L.A. That's a, that, that's one that I feel good about this I week. I know that uh, at a Penguins game, what, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago, whatever it was, that the chance of Fire Canada, <laughs> no, not the country of Canada, even though it was at a hockey game. The South Park song? That, uh, you know what? Not bad. <laughs> they could have used that. It was uh, Fire Matt Canada, who is the uh, offensive coordinator of the Steelers. He is getting the Matt Patricia treatment down there in uh, Pittsburgh. In fact, I saw one of the uh, one of the guys that I follow on our uh, Pittsburgh uh, Odyssey station, Andrew Filipponi. He must have went to John Eagle or something, and mm-hmm. they had the, uh, like, the giant cookie where they can put the frosting on it. And apparently uh, they were selling Fire Canada uh, <laughs> cookies at one of the uh, grocery stores because they're uh, very upset with the offensive coordinator of the, the Steelers. Yinzers, the Yinzers are the upset. The Yinzers are upset, baby. <laughs> when the Yinzers are upset, hide the uh, icy light because they're going to go nuts. Uh, the 3-2 and two Seahawks are hosting the 1-5 and five Cardinals. And uh, doesn't it feel like the Cardinals are the one team we can definitively say that is tanking? Like, I know Calamari has been hurt. They're not (laughs) sold on that guy. They try to put a clause in his deal to force him to study. What does that tell you about where that organization is with him? I don't know. Am I reading the Cardinals wrong? Is there an actual chance that maybe they go to Seattle and get an upset? I just don't see it. I don't think so. In the beginning of the year, they seemed like one of those scrappy teams that was going to get, you know, they beat Dallas and they were close with the Giants. The Giants had to come back and beat them in that game before we knew the Giants were trash. Mm-hmm. And uh, they only, I think, lost to the Commanders by a field goal or something. So they they were a team that seemed like they weren't going to be an easy pushover this year. And then after that Giants win, they started playing better teams and just getting the crap kicked out of them. Uh, big loss to the Niners, big loss to the Bengals, big loss last last week to the Rams. Um, I don't, it's another road game. I don't see them uh, suddenly turning it up against the Seahawks uh, division game or not. I just sort of feel like uh, Seattle's Seattle's playing well and they're probably going to uh, going to win big here. But then again, if, if you're talking about the, the peak of the Cardinals, if they play like a perfect game, they could cover this, but I don't know if they're going to do that. I would agree. Yeah. It feels like there's a, a lot to, it feels like the Cardinals might be headed for another one of those reset years that they had when they drafted Josh Rosen, Right. where it was, oh yeah, number 10 pick, here we go. Whoop, this ain't working. Yep. Well, we got to get rid of the coach. They and figured the that out in one trapped. year. They yeah. did. That's right. It took them one year to be like, yep, this is a disaster. Uh, also at 425 in Denver, the two and three Packers are at the one and five Broncos. Um, are the Broncos irretrievably broken? Feels like there's a lot of pointing at Russell Wilson, and the Russell Wilson defenders will be like, oh, look at his numbers. They're not that bad. Well, when you're getting your ass handed to you the way they are, I know. it is easier to put up numbers, but, I mean, the Broncos, this is just uh, how ignominious, as uh, John Sterling would say. <laughs> yeah, uh, Packers, I think, are one-point favorites in this game. I do believe so. I'd lean Denver. I, I can't believe I'm saying this about any of these games, but, you know, the Packers are uh, on the road. 
I don't believe in them at all. I was a big Jordan Love guy at the beginning of the year, and he's just been uh, so bad. Uh, he had that one good game against the Saints where they scored all those points in the yep. fourth quarter, and other than that, he has been a real big letdown, and I feel like Denver's do. I know they're not good, but I do think that they're better than 1-5, and five, and they did have some games at the beginning of the year. They were uh, close with the Raiders. They lost that game, close with the Commanders. Um, they weren't close against the Jets, I mean, against the uh, Dolphins, obviously. Uh, they got, they're blown out by 50, but I feel like the Packers are more on the Raiders, Commanders side of things than they are, you know, the high-powered, good offenses in the league right now. And I do think that Denver's defense uh, is pretty good. They held Mahomes and the Chiefs to 19 last yep. week. You know, they can they can st- uh, stop an offense, and I don't really like Green Bay's offense. So I kind of like Denver in this game. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I have no great feel. I would lean Green Bay only because I think they're better. However, I mean, good grief. This is uh, – they're not setting up that uh, either team expected it the way to go. Also at 425, we have the Chargers who are going to be at Kansas City. Chargers coming off a, a bit of a short week. They uh, spit the bit, gave up 10 in the yep. fourth quarter, lose to the Cowboys. Now they go to the Chiefs. And how about this for the Chargers? Two and three going to Kansas City. Then they'll play the Bears. That should be a get-right game. Then they get the Jets, Lions, Packers, Ravens before they play the Patriots in early December. And I wonder if uh, the Chargers, with all of the preseason expectations, will by December 3rd, when they play New England, be thinking, boy, even though that guy on the other side there, that Belichick dude, he's hurting over there. I'd love to have him with this team. Yeah. I mean, because uh, it looks like the Chargers are headed towards a little bit of a uh, breakdown. Here it is, and it's crazy because they're so talented. They have so much talent on both sides of the ball uh, that it's really bizarre to watch them fall apart every year. And I do think that they probably are going to lose this game just because it's at Arrowhead and the oh, Chiefs, yeah. you know, whatever, but... Six points seems like a lot for a Chiefs team that doesn't really blow anybody out this year. Uh, you know, they're really not that kind of team. They had one big win over the Bears. It was a 31-point win. And other than that, you're mostly talking about one-score games. One score against the Jaguars, three points against the Jets, a touchdown against the Vikings. I guess it was nine against the Broncos last week, but still, I mean, or 11, I guess. But that's still not a lot for a, a struggling Denver Broncos team when you were at Arrowhead as well. So I think the Chargers can hang around in this game. Could it be a touchdown win? Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, the way that the way that the Chiefs have been playing these games, I feel like they pull out a lot of games in the fourth quarter, and that usually means less than seven. So, yeah, I'd, I'd lean Chargers in the in the points. There. And uh, McCall Hardman will be uh, joining that uh, Kansas City offense once again. Went out and made a trade with the Jets yep. to go get a, a little bit of wide receiver the missing help. piece. Oh, there you go. That's right. Hey, we got uh, Kelsey and Mahomes. Just get us guys. Yep. And then on Sunday night football. Game of the week. Here. Might be the game of the week. Yeah. Might be the game of the year, Arkan. By the time it's all said and done, the high-flying 5-1 and one Dolphins heading into Philadelphia to take on the 5-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm leaning Eagles in this one because I just think uh, stem to stern, they're a better team overall. Uh, Philadelphia is one of the rare teams who can play different styles. If they got to slow it down and run it, they can still score enough to win. Mm -hmm. And if they need to kind of throw it and crank up the offense, if need be, they have shown the ability to do that against a Dolphins defense that I don't know how great they are. They play with a lot of leads. That's why for me with the Dolphins defense, I don't know if in a tightly contested battle, they're ready for a team like Philadelphia, but hey, sign me up. 
big heavyweight fight here on Sunday night. Yeah, and for some reason, I just feel like the Dolphins are the team that's been rolling a little bit more. These teams are really similar in a lot of ways. The Dolphins are better offensively, I'd say, but they both have had kind of soft schedules. They both have one embarrassing loss on their schedule, you know, at 5-1. and one, The one loss is one that made everybody go, oh, my God, like, I didn't think this team could lose like that this year, and uh, no one was expecting the Jets to be the Eagles, and no one expected the Dolphins to get smoked by the Bills the way they did either. But that does sort of show that you can get to these guys. Um, I do think that uh, Miami, though, if they can if they can get off early and uh, and get in the end zone and and start the shootout, I think the Eagles will have a harder time keeping up with it. I think that the Dolphins can sort of run away with it, and if you make hurts, have to stand in the pocket and throw, 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 you have a chance to to win that game. I think that that's the real way to beat that team and uh will the philly d line be able to hold up i know they got some injuries i think jalen carter Mm -hmm. is either questionable or might not be available for this game and to me the eagles defensive line is a real game changer in terms of matching up against these uh, teams like the dolphins and on monday night football as we mentioned in some of the christian mccaffrey news the 49ers will play at the minnesota vikings that'll be on monday night and uh christian mccaffrey according to reports today is on pace or on track to play. If you play him in fantasy, don't blame us if the guy <laughs> is inactive on uh, on Monday night. There you go. There's the walkthrough. Week 7 of the National Football League. We got three picks and a prop to round out WEEI Football Sunday next. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Guys, this is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. All right, we went through week seven of the uh, NFL schedule, getting you ready for the Patriots and the Bills. And of course, the Six Rings postgame show comes your way after the game. With Fitzy and Andy Hart. I know Cadillac jumps in. They'll be all over it. And, well, we have a change on offense for the New England Patriots, ladies and gentlemen. And, no, it's not Bailey Zappi or Malik Cunningham. (laughs) Here are the Patriots offensive line starters in warm-ups. Trent Brown, Cole Strange, David Andrews, City So at right guard. Interesting. And Mike Onwenu at wow. right tackle. Wow. Wow is right. You've been you've been begging for this. Uh if he's upright and ready to go, and now I wouldn't have so in a guard, I would tell you that. Well. I would I would have Moffy in there because okay. I think Moffy has uh played better consistently, although he has been very much just a left side guy. Uh, I know they played him at right a little bit, but on the whole, I think Moffy has uh, logged more snaps at left tackle than right or left guard than right guard. But uh, yeah, the the big thing with me, Arkan with Onwenu is, has he gotten too big for the position? 
He's a big, thick guy. He is built like a guard. He's built like those bigger Nate Newton interior type guards they'd love to have in there to hopefully set the wall. Uh, Well, look where your left tackle is. Well, I mean, you know, but, but that's the thing. Like with Trent Brown, I know that even if I get a middle Trent Brown performance, Mm -hmm. I think I can survive it unless the guy quits. At right tackle, it's been untenable this year. So when they brought in Connor McDermott, honestly, Arcan, I thought, all right, this guy will get elevated from the practice squad. He'll be the right tackle. Nope, it's going to be on Wenu right now. I'll tell you right now, if you're Mike on Wenu and you're his agent, you are Oh, yeah. This is your time. On Wenu, if you want to break the bank, if you want to go get a Mike McClinchy type you deal. You want to not play for the Patriots next year. <laughs> I mean, it's probably fait accompli that he ain't playing for him anyway. Right. So put him in right tackle. Let's put it this way. If you're New England, considering you drafted Strange, Moffy, and So, you're trying to develop So as kind of like a tackle guard type. Mm-hmm. But if you have Strange and uh, Moffy next year, if Unwenu turns out to be capable to handle right tackle, then it becomes more reasonable to throw money his way than it is for people that you think can uh, do the job interior. Maybe, but that's, I mean, to Bill, probably unreasonable money. Look what he's doing at right tackle this year. He's not paying anybody. He's got a left tackle on right tackle uh, salary, and you think he's going to pay full price for a right tackle? I just don't, I don't well, see that. Well, here's the thing. They have taken the kicks at the can to right tackle, there was the dude they brought in a bunch of years ago from Green Bay who retired before camp. They bring in you know, like Riley Reef this year. Mm. It says it's five million, but it's really nine million in money if you go by the bonus and stuff like that. Yeah. So rough uh, one. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a taking it on the chin. But if I'm willing to commit, you know, nine million, say, or eight million in the short term to Riley Reef, is it worth it for a player that is proven? That oh by the way I got cheap guys at guard for the next three years so you can play the game because look if they end up with the number five pick and they take the left tackle from Penn State and you sign on Wenu and he can play right guard or right tackle now we're talking yeah but people won't like that so. I'd agree and you know I mean we I heard you talk about this before too but a lot of tackles went in free agency last year and they went for big money uh, Brown went for big money McGlinchey um Juwan uh, oh, Taylor. Taylor the yeah, kid who went from the, Jacksonville to KC right and he's been good for them and they've really invested in that offensive line and I just sort of feel like you had a right tackle here in Trent Brown who's getting right tackle money and if you had decided to go and get one of those guys yeah it's a lot of money committed to that position but Look what you got instead now. I mean, this has been a really, really tough go for these last couple of years trying to, you know, trying to save some money or overpay guys like Riley Reef. I just haven't I haven't liked the way they've gone about that position uh, it, recently. It feels like that if they did end up with a pick to where they could grab maybe a left tackle or something, mm. if Trent Brown ends up leaving and on one who can play right tackle, now maybe you got the ability to uh, salvage it. I know we've only got about a minute here, so uh, how about uh, maybe your uh, two best plays of the day, Arcan? What All do right. you got? I'm going with the Rams at minus three. I like them a lot, and I also like the um, uh, Seahawks to cover the nine and a half. My prop, here's a prop for you. Mac Jones not to throw an interception in this game today. Woo! Plus 116. He's minus 154 to throw one. Um, he's thrown a lot of interceptions this year, but I'm willing to say he's due to, to not throw one. He didn't have one uh, against the Jets. 
Maybe you won't have one against the Bills. Plus 116 on FanDuel right now. I am on uh, Green Bay minus one in Denver. I also like Philadelphia minus three against Miami. And uh, something tells me that the Giants are going to find a way to keep. They're getting three at home against Washington. I don't trust Washington very much at all. Uh, all right, tomorrow's going to be a real busy day on WEEI. It starts with the Bill Belichick interview. Then we're going to get three players during Gresham Fourier. And, of course, Mac Jones with Jones and Mego with Arcan. Well, they let us in the building this week. They will. Stiz, <laughs> good job. We'll see you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.